Verbally Effective with Ina Esco is an interview-style podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, and entertainment with a Memphis focus with producer Sana Marie. Each week, I'm joined by a featured guest with roots in Memphis. Verbally Effective delves into each guest's personal journey to uncover the incredible stories fueling their purpose, the highs and lows of their pursuits, and how through their passion, they are moving the culture forward. Be sure to follow Verbally Effective and Ina Esco on Instagram. Also, download the Verbally Effective podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to check out the website and submit to be a guest at verballyeffective.com. Hey, it's Summer Owen, CEO of So What and the So What Foundation and president of the University of Memphis National Alumni Association. And I'm hanging with Ina Esco on the Verbally Effective Podcast. Hey, yo, Mike, check one, two, one, two. It's DJ D-Nice, and I'm rocking with double E, Ina Esco, with the Verbally Effective Podcast. My name is Chastity J, and I am verbally effective because I am a badass female filmmaker out here trying to put on for us, and don't you forget it. Meet filmmaker and artist Chastity Jade, a professional video editor and multi-talented creative from Delray Beach, Florida and Memphis, Tennessee. And with nothing more important to her than producing high quality and diverse independent projects. Born a military brat, she was exposed to diverse ways of life, sparking her creative plug. She found a new interest in live production upon graduating high school, starting as a switchboard and camera operator to stay out of trouble. By the age of 16, she became a technical director covering local concerts and conventions. In film school, she produced documentaries reflecting social issues like the Haiti earthquakes, commercials with interesting concepts, and short films based on strong non-stereotypical female characters. After graduating college, Jay fell back on her live production experience, touring with the likes of Chris Brown, Big Sean, and the Miami Heat, while also working as a production assistant and coordinator for local music videos in Miami for artists like Trina, Lil Wayne, and Rick Ross under Axe Media Productions and 305 Films. In 2015, she wrote and produced a short film entitled Brown Ballerina. The film was selected to the Toronto Shorts Film Festival and led an eight-city tour with hosting screenings till this day. Jade also co-produces an indie music and art concert, Life is Dope, with founder celebrity DJ D-Nice and bass player to the stars D-Parks in Memphis and L.A. Jade is currently a promo video editor working on commercials and branding under Warner Brothers and Viacom remotely from Miami and L.A. She also is the new avid editor for Running Pony Productions in Memphis. Consistent clients include Armani, Converse, Gucci Mane, and Mike Conley, just to name a few. Her main focus is to develop Crown Me Royal Labs, producing its own original content like Brown Ballerina, visual branding for small businesses, and live entertainment for diverse independent artists. Jay plans to release her next film project in 2020. Verbally effective, your double E, Ina Esco in the building. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Verbally Effective podcast. And check it out. We're still rolling with some boss babes for Women's History Month. And today I have with me the phenomenal, the very creative <laughs> writer, editor, director, Chastity J with Crown Me Royal Productions. Hey, yes. ladies. Hey, hey, hey. What's up? What's up, honey? I'm good. How are you? I am wonderful. Good. You know, I'm thinking about like when we first met, I think it was through Mike Mosby. Yes, my brother. At one of his <laughs> events. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember you uh, filming, taking pictures. Mm-hmm. I think that was like my birthday party. That was your birthday party. And I have a great met. picture of you too. Do you send yes. it to me? Because I'll be yes. like, because my birthday tomorrow, I'll yes, be like. she was in like the crown chair looking all balls. Yes. Like, yes, I still yes. have that picture. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you were so vibrant and lively. And I was like, cool to see a lady taking the pictures and yes. doing the video. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And yes. you just fit right on in. Yes. And you've been doing this a long time, huh? I have. It'll be 10 years next year. That is Professionally awesome. and 15 just in general. Started when I was 15. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Crazy. You got your portfolio together. Yes. I'm trying to get like you. Yeah. <laughs> well, you number one. 20 in years in the game. Yes. Like, that's, look, <laughs> look, you well on your way. 
You go to stuff like the Emmys, you know (laughs) what I'm saying? So you well on your way. But let's start at the beginning, Chastity. Mm -hmm. Where are you originally from? I am originally from a small town called Derry Beach, Florida. Oh, where is that? So that's in Palm Beach County, which is like, it's like 45 minutes outside Miami. So that's where I was like born and raised. That's my hood. Born and raised Mm -hmm. up until the age of what? Oh, well, okay. Well, I was a military brat, so I did travel around. um, But I would say until 13. And then we came to Memphis. That was kind of like our last stop. And that's when I got with my dad and. So was yeah. it Millington that you all nah, came I'm to? No, I'm from South Memphis, baby. Oh! <laughs> Glenview Park all day. Because when my daddy got his orders to come out here, we went to Millington yeah. on the base. Nah, they were, he was retired at that point. That's oh, when he retired. He you. came from Korea, I believe. And then he okay. uh Why know, Memphis? Memphis? That's where he's from. So my oh. mom's side is South Florida, and my dad's side is Memphis and Mississippi. How did they meet? In the military. In the military. <laughs> they in met in the military army. Wow. Mm-hmm. People were like, wait, how did y'all? What? Yes. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying that's to put how. the pieces together. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yep. So did you enjoy, like, your early childhood growing up in Florida? I did. I did. Uh-huh. Florida's home. Yeah. You know, I love, I'm an island girl to the end mm-hmm. of the world. Um, I love the sun, love the beach. I go home as much as humanly possible because mm-hmm. I just need the sun. Yeah. Um, but I love to travel too. We moved around a lot. So I loved every place that we went, but Florida is just like, that's the core. But I also wow. feel that connection here to Memphis too, because that's where I found my yeah. art. And it was kind of like 50 50 because I was 13 when I moved here. So I definitely still got a little, you know, country draw and mm, all that. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. But you know, the Florida look country too. Yes, now. they are. <laughs> yes, they are. And so if y'all hear that too, my accent is all over the place. It's it's crazy. Wow. Okay. So you say you traveled a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Where all have you been with you know being a military brat? Yeah. Um, so the main places we were was Kansas. El Paso was where I spent the most mm-hmm. of time in uh, August. Augusta, Georgia. Wow. Also is where Which I spent one do you remember the most? Um, probably Augusta. Why Augusta? Because my godmother's there and like my mom, I think, because with my dad, I was just with my dad in El Paso and I was with kind of both of my parents in Augusta, but um, my mom really developed like family, family there that she kind of like took with her to this day. Mm. So I think my connection is a little bit closer to Augusta. Wow. So you hit mm-hmm. Memphis when mm-hmm. you were 13. What did you think? I was culture shocked. Ah! I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> I was culture Ditto. shocked. I was culture shocked. I mean, we, we spent all of our holidays in Memphis, so I still had friends and all that. Yeah. But like going to school, I remember my first day of school now, my island girl had mm-hmm. I had cornrows in my hair and I had shells and wooden beads and mm-hmm. I think I even had like a Bahamas flag like book bag or something I don't know mm-hmm. and I had like this you know crazy Florida style that mm-hmm. you know I'm thinking I'm fresh got checked instantly Ooh, got, <laughs> like, checked. got checked oh. I had my afro puffs with my shells I thought I was killing it they and they were just like you. who are you then I opened my mouth they're like why you talk like that Ooh, so wait. but it became a commodity over time because they like man you so different like yeah. you cool and they I would, started appreciating yeah, it. I would tell them stories about like mm-hmm. going to the beach and going to Bahamas and, you know, mm-hmm. talking like, what's Haitian? What's Haiti? What's the Bahamas? I'm like, mm-hmm. what? So it became like, now I'm the cool, different girl. Right. That's because <laughs> yeah. you didn't change because nah. they was checking your ass. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think I had my moments, to? but oh, I went to Hamilton Middle. Okay. So <laughs> Hamilton. Notes to my culture shop. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went to Ridgeway. That's where I graduated from, wow. Ridgeway High School. Now, what were you involved in? a Ridgeway I was on I was it was so weird because I was I I was kind of a little baddie so I was (laughs) yeah I was I was just a little rebel but I um I did extemporaneous speaking oh I was on the debate team okay um and I was in I was in media, so my Votech was actually at the commun- uh, telecommunication center. Wow! So I did Votech. Um, so there was still always like some sense of creativity and a lot of public speaking, and mm-hmm. which is weird that I was into that. But that's, a, but that's a good skill to have. <laughs> yeah, it is. I think it happened because I was I used to write. Like I'm a writer before anything, mm-hmm. so. 
kind of converting that into speaking, it kind of helped me with a lot of stuff, like what yes. we're doing. So Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you over there at Ridgeway. Yes. Oh, Ridgeway. So when you were about to graduate, what did you have on your mind? Were you going to college? What was going on? Um, you know, it's crazy. My parents never, like, forced me to go to college or do anything, really. Um, they were just like, whatever you do, stick to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was really gun hold on going to art school, and I definitely wanted to go back to Miami. I wanted to go mm-hmm. to Florida. So I went um, back home for like a year. I didn't start straight away with college, mm-hmm. but then I eventually went to the Art Institute of Fort Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How was that? It was amazing. I loved art school. Like mm-hmm. college was the best time of my life. Mm-hmm. It really was for me. Um, it was so different, so diverse. I wouldn't say that I credit like the education so much because I kind of feel like they give you just the beginning of things because mm-hmm. I definitely got into the industry was like I did not learn that mm-hmm. but the community like all my friends mm-hmm. we've all started together we're all doing you know amazing things we've all pulled each other up by the bootstraps in the industry and we just built that network so wow. I loved it what does a curriculum for art school look like It's a lot of different things. I'm glad I went to art school versus film school because you had the fashion department, you had the graphics department, you had the the animators, you had the film. Like, it was so many different things. You had music production. Um, So they kind of introduce you to every aspect of it, which is what Mm. I loved. They, you know, you take writing classes, you take directing classes, editing classes, um, media training classes, like they, lighting, Mm. grip, they teach you everything from studio, being in broadcast, to radio, to film. So I got to like get my hands in everything. You have to make a decision by like your senior year of what which one you're going to pick. And what did you so, choose? I chose editing. Okay. I Why editing? I did. I did not want to <laughs> <laughs> at all. Um, because editing is so complex. It is a lot of work. Um, it's, it's not necessarily the fun part. You know, it's not directing and glamorous and all that. Um, but I had a teacher tell me once I took my introduction to editing class, he was like, listen, you have a natural eye. You made selections nobody else made like your music was on point you need to really take this seriously and I'm like I don't want to he's like, like it's a lot of work yeah I'm like I want to direct I want to produce and direct <laughs> he's like everyone wants to do that but do you want to be famous or do you want to make money mm. I'm like I'm gonna make some money and once he broke down to me like the jobs and things that I could do I was like you know what that actually sounds cool because I, I never edited before ever mm. so I was just working the cameras I did some photography and writing but I didn't even know what it was mm-hmm. but I was sold like was once sold. I got into it and started doing like all my other friends projects mm-hmm. and school projects I'm like I'm gonna do this yeah so it was fun so you chose editing what was mm-hmm. the next step after you made that decision um just getting more into it like learning about because I I think people don't really understand how marketing advertising works so really understanding like how to pick music and what encourages people to buy and Mm. you know levels and using colors and you know what graphics are bold and gets people's attention so Mm. I really developed my style once I could like learn different ways to grab people's interest with editing oh you got me excited talking about this (laughs) because that's so true with marketing and advertising Mm -hmm. it's like really you're going off the behaviors yes absolutely and once you know that Mm -hmm. you can be really deadly yes yes i feel i've really got that even uh we had a class called um media psychology Oh, that was my favorite class. What they talked about. In they that talked career. about colors. They talked about like how when you listen to commercials, like the audio goes up a little bit more. Like they talked about mm-hmm. so many different things. It's a science to, behind yeah, all of this. That what attracts people to certain things. I was like, but I was wow. I was so intrigued with it. Mm. Yeah. So. so you out there in Miami at this point, mm-hmm. you finish art school. Yep. What happened next? You came back to Memphis? No. Okay. I, I, I didn't think so. <laughs> I didn't think that was right no, at that part. Mm-mm, we ain't there yet. You had to um, explore. Yes. Okay. I definitely explored. Um, well, while I was in school, I was working. So I was actually working at a radio station, uh, okay. 99 Jams, and okay. Cox Media. Yep. What were you and doing over there? I was doing... <laughs> <laughs> I was doing club stuff. 
So promotions. I was, yes, I okay. was doing promotions. So I would, you know, do step and repeats and yeah. I would um do like little recaps and stuff of certain events. Before mm-hmm. that really became now it's like a thing, but that's when they would just put on their website mm-hmm. and it was kind of a website thing. So I was doing pictures and videos and I got on Rick Ross Street Team because at that time that's mm-hmm. when he was just starting to blow up. Mm-hmm. And that was that was cool. And my first, I guess, big job after actually graduating, I got on tour with Chris Brown doing that so So you did Chris Brown's visuals yes yes I was doing like his recaps and his pictures for his website I am a big breezy fan you can ask my son over there because I can do the Chris (laughs) Brown I love Chris Brown yeah I still do too like I know he's been through hell and high waters but like I like Chris Brown. You know? How, okay, what year, what, what year was this you were on the Chris oh Brown tour? Oh, my gosh. Tour? This was 2010 and 2011. Mm. I was 19 going on 20. Didn't know what the heck I was mm. doing. Out here and, on tour. <laughs> yes. And it was it was crazy. How was the tour life? You got to tell me some the stories. Tour, I want to like, hear a story. The tour life is insane. And that's mm-hmm. where really where I started. I was mm-hmm. doing like live events since I wasn't even touching television. I didn't know anything about that world. It was all concerts and events. And mm-hmm. I even used to, used to do jazz in the gardens. I still do it in Miami. So I was used to that life. But traveling with that? Yeah. Like <laughs> breaking down every day. Night, setting up every night like mm-hmm. the, the party side of it the work mm-hmm. side of it but it really taught me like it's also business yeah because the producer used, had definitely cussed me out a couple of times because mm-hmm. I really wasn't as fast as I thought I was he was like okay you shot this these pictures need to be edited and go up tonight this video has to go up right. tonight like so I had to kind of like step outside of the oh my god I'm okay and like yeah. take it as this is business like this is a job this is work right so that was one big part of it but man the party part of it like the art- <laughs> artists are crazy yeah. <laughs> they are some rock fools. stars they are truly rock stars like and the girls mm-hmm. are insane mm-hmm. I was like okay it's not like trying to sneak into the room trying to sneak on the bus like we couldn't go out sometimes because they would try to flood in like I've lost my passes a couple of times I lost jury like trying to like and this is like prime Chris Brown yeah I remember that this was the fame tour Mm. so this is kind of right off he came off the back with the Rihanna thing and he Mm -hmm. you know set this album and it was insane but they were fun like everybody was really very friendly and very nice. A lot of people were like, watch yourself, watch your back, whatever. But even when I got on tour, of course, I was I was the baby. I was 19. Was, <laughs> Couldn't even drink, you know. And were um, you like one of the only females? I was the only female. I, I already know. <laughs> the Did only you have somebody female. like looking out for you? Yes, my boy Ty Phillips. I got to give a shout, shout out, out to, to Ty him. Phillips. Ty Phillips and What's Kevin up, Smith. What's okay. up? Like, they protected me to the mm. end and back. Like, they were, uh-uh, nope, don't try and talk. Like, no. And all my boys are kind of like, even from college, like I was mm-hmm. saying earlier, like, they they hold me down. They mm-hmm. make sure that nobody touch me, talk to me. I have my own room, my own quarters. Like, they definitely kind of separated me and protected me, like, to the ends. You so, needed that. Yeah, I did. Being such a young lady at 19 yes. on the Chris <laughs> Brown fame tour. Yes. Doing the visuals. Yes. Wow. That was real. Did he ever, like, say... Chastity, I really loved what you did because he seems to be such a creative. Like mm-hmm. he would have some input. Yeah, it's. I didn't really get to connect with him too much. Mm-hmm. I have met him. You know, we've shook hands, we've talked, we've all you know been in dinner together. Mm-hmm. Don't know if he remembers me, but yeah. um, it was kind of such a separate space. Mm-hmm. Like you know, the musicians and and they're over here, and the dancers are over here, and the artists are over here, and the production team is like back here. Yeah. So we didn't get a chance to interact too much because I was in the control room a mm-hmm. lot of the times. But when we did have like what they would call like family day or something where we would all just have like a lunch or whatever. Um, and that's one thing I can say about Chris Brown. Like he does pay attention to details and he mm-hmm. does like make sure that he has his hand and a lot mm-hmm. of different, you know, he like you're saying, the creative process. Yeah. yeah. So um, he was actually really friendly. Like I never had any issues with him mm-hmm. or his team and they were very, 
you know, aware that we were there because some mm. artists are just like, okay, that's production. We don't talk totally to Totally oblivious. But he wasn't like that. And it wow. was it was cool. Now, one yeah. thing I heard you say is that you had to, you know, take yourself outside of things and really understand discipline, like yes. turning around that content. Yes. Now, that is something that even <laughs> I, to this day, struggle mm-hmm. with videographers are like you know like trying to get that piece back to me when you said you was gonna give it to me why is that such a constraint man I don't know and and I you know I've definitely had my times too but I think with these young videographers now which I try to preach is they're so focused on getting to the bag like and getting the next gig I agree they don't pay attention to what's in front of them. Mm -hmm. And that was something that I had an issue even starting off. It's like, okay, I got this job, but dang, I got this one, Mm -hmm. I got this one. And then you realize you have to edit all this. And now it it, it can, it's like, okay, take that time you shot it, do it instantly. Like work on that. Mm -hmm. Don't take anything else until you're done. Then go and get the net, you know, so they feel like they're, you know, getting more and getting more. But now you have to give money back or give a discount or do another Mm -hmm. because you didn't, you know, keep up with, you you know, your word and over overbooked yourself. So I think that's the that's the problem. They're just trying to continuously keep working that they're losing work. Girl, I it's a problem. Feel you. Yes, <laughs> I even had that problem with videographers. I'm like, yo, I need the footage, bro, so I like, can do my that? job. What like, is going on? I'm on a time yes. schedule. What is going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, I get, I get real tight about that, and oh, I wow. try to make sure that that isn't an issue. For sure. Okay, Chastity. So after the Chris Brown Fame tour, what's next? Man, you know what's crazy? I ain't get nothing after that. Nothing. You had no, a little lag. I had a lag, and I really want people to know that's a thing. Mm-hmm. I had a lag, and I was like, "Dang, when?" You know, I'm thinking I was on tour with this, but I'm just gonna mm-hmm. get everything now. No, I didn't. It was like six months, and I wasn't working. Yeah. You know, was, my mom was like, "Um, so what's, what's you need to on? do? You need to find a regular job? Mm-hmm. Like, what's up?" So, I was like doing some club stuff. I was bartending for a long time. Um. And I started doing infomercials for this company. It was such an off job. It was like a pharmaceutical company. They had so much money that they had their own production department. department. Wow. But It paid the bills. It paid the bills. And that was a blessing in disguise because they had a lot of um, people that they were, like a lot of people that were doing endorsements. So I got mm-hmm. to work with Beverly Johnson. I got Ooh, to work with Larry King. Okay. Like they had Big stuff time. like that. And then that led to me kind of going off and doing other things and, I would say after that, I got with um, Viacom, a media call. Wow. There was a company called 2C Media in Miami. They have connections with like Viacom and different things like that. They were doing a lot of more. That's when I got into television. So they were okay. doing more high-end commercials, and I got into advertising and commercials after that. Oh, so, look, that little yeah. lag only lasted six months yeah, when you yeah. think about it. Yeah, but that was, man, that's when I was, my first time like, it's a real thing. Like nobody told me about. Right. You know, once you get that one gig, that that's a gig. That's not a job. You know. Right. So. And th- did you ever feel like, dang, I went to art school for nothing? Like, did you get down yes, on yourself? I did. That yeah. was hard. That was hard. I was doing like stupid YouTube video. I actually wish I would have kept doing it now. Okay. Where YouTube is, where where it is. Yeah. But I was just. Doing like off stuff, you know, like bartending and all right, let me work you at Target. It was just, I was a little depressed for sure for yeah. a minute because I was about to be like, all right, well, I guess this isn't going to happen for me. Well, I'm glad but, you stay yes. in the field. Amen. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so you joined Viacom. Yes. What were you doing for Viacom? Viacom is such a huge mm-hmm. entity. Mm-hmm. Tell me about Viacom. I love Viacom. They've been my bread and butter for mm-hmm. forever. Um, they were kind of like, to me, I feel like that was my, I hate to say big break, but that's when I really, really got things started. Um, they're down there in Miami. They actually have a, I want to say Nickelodeon is still down there mm-hmm. in Miami. So so that's where they filmed all of this stuff. Yeah. When I think about Nickelodeon and things that they, I would grow up watching and mm-hmm. things like that so mm-hmm. much. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I'm some of everything. <laughs> everything. Um, they have, um, I was mostly working with B. BET 
Okay. Uh, I still work a lot with BT, which which is funny how I got that position because um, they would ask me, like, who certain artists was. And I keep in mind, at this time, it's much better now, but this was probably, like, 2013 okay. at this time. And uh, all the producers was white. Right. So, they had a so, changing of the guard around yeah, that yeah. time or right before that, right? They did. They did. And it was it was a it was a weird time because that's when BT that's when everyone was like, What is BT? What is going doing? on? Like, with what BET? is happening? There, there was when so many bought them out. Yeah. We was <laughs> right. like, Where is AJ and Free? Yes. What happened? It it was it was really weird and like it was such a mix of people and they would ask me like I, I remember the first time I was doing the promos for the BT experience and for the awards that was kind of my first job and they were like all right so here's these pictures and can you tell us who these like write who the artist and i'm they like even know. this is ti this is no. okay like like big people this is gucci man like mm. it was crazy so um funny enough i think that's how i got in the door because i was the only person who knew who these people were. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. When you really find out who's calling the shots. Mm-hmm. And, and I believe things. that's why they were so off. And there was no young people either. So even mm-hmm. some black people who were at the company, they were in their 40s, 50s. They don't listen wow. to this. So it was it was interesting. But I loved I loved that. I still love working with them, mm-hmm. um, do some VH1 stuff. But it's mostly just the commercials and promos and stuff. Okay, then, commercials and promos. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm still waiting on this where the Memphis came. <laughs> Where the Memphis yeah, came back um, in the picture. Actually, you know what's funny? I think Life is Dope It had a heavy hand in bringing me back to really? Memphis. Because this was around 2016. I was doing so much, you know, at that time. And I just got bored. Funny got enough. Bored. I was like, if I do one more... Cause I was commercial. Um, yeah, <laughs> it was just like next time on Steve Harvey. Like it's like all right, I've done this a thousand times. Yeah. I've done BT every. You know the commercial. I just got bored, and I really wanted to do like my own thing. Yeah, like I'm like if I got if I'm gonna get serious about having my own production mm-hmm. company, I gotta just take a step out. So I started just like coming to Memphis every you know little Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Came to Life Is Dope, and they're like, man, we really need your help. We mm-hmm. trying to make it bigger like a festival we're going to new days next year we need this mm-hmm. to you know be this this that and i'm like all right so i started trickling here but i started to realize a lot of artists and people they were working with didn't have media like nobody even had right. pictures right. or regular stuff he was like oh opportunity yes i was <laughs> i was and i started you know doing it and coming here a lot more mm-hmm. starting to realize like i'm here here and then an opportunity reached out. Um, I was working for like a couple of startups here in Memphis that didn't really pan out too much, but I actually got like a contract mm-hmm. that like brought me here and housed me here awesome. in like 2017. And I just ended up staying. Mm-hmm. And I would fly back home to Miami, but then I'm like, it's cheaper to live here. It's much cheaper I could than me. Work Miami. from home. <laughs> yes. Like half the price is my rent, and y'all don't want first class security. Yes. For real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so about um the end of 17 i was like mom uh, i'm finna go basically like you finna go to you finna do what you finna go to memphis and everyone's like don't come here it's, you why are you here i'm like what's I'm your dad still. say um because he was in memphis right he was mm-hmm. he was already here he was the only one here um he really didn't have an opinion about it. You know what's crazy? My dad really doesn't understand what I do. Like really? I, I can totally, believe it, yeah. He is totally oblivious. I think the first time I brought him on set was like, I think October of last year. I was doing a music video, and he was like, This what you do? Like, this is what you do every day? I'm like, wow. yes, daddy, this is what I do. Mm. So my mom has a heavier hand, but he's like, he's so oblivious. He has no idea. Your mom but, knew she was um, going to miss you. Yeah, she does still. Yeah. She does still. Now now she's more verbal about it. Like, you need mm-hmm. to come home. You ain't been home. Look at your skin. You look light. Like, you need some ah, sun. They get, get on me. Tan, baby. Yeah, come exactly. on home. Exactly. Wow. But um yeah, he I think um in the inside though, I think he likes that I'm here. Mm-hmm. I definitely think he likes him here. Now you said that you you were you know coming home for the holidays. You went to uh, Life Is Dope. Uh, what were your thoughts initially on Life Is Dope? Man, I just I loved the culture of it. I loved how independent it was. Mm-hmm. I loved how it was independent, but it still felt mainstream. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing 
I love about Memphis because one thing about Miami, like people think that it is different, it's diverse, it's beautiful, favorite place in the world, but there's no like independent shops, independent like restaurants. You can't, you're not going to see a block, a black owned shoe store, black Mm -hmm. owned, you know, a black lawyer, like all this stuff that I have is so like that in Miami. No, because the people who run the city is, you know, it's Jewish. Okay. It's Jewish and, and Cubans who think they're Jewish. So, so interesting. Even the, the Caribbean and the Latino and even, you know, native black people that was there, they don't really have, a hand in a lot of development mm. there. It's all Jewish and it's all Cuban. Mm. So there's no, I mean, we have our places like Little Haiti. We have some historical districts like Overtown, which is a historical black district, but it's, it's nothing like here in Memphis. Like everything here is kind of like, so that intrigued the hell out of me. I was like, mm-hmm. cause starting a company in Memphis, like getting the studio, it was impossible. Even yeah. if I did have the money, they'll, they'll probably be like, nah, we don't want that. You know, yeah. But here is so like easy to do it, mm-hmm. and it's a community that'll back it. So mm-hmm. when I saw life is dope and how many people were there, <laughs> yes. and I'm like, this is just some independent stuff, and like y'all are fans of people who are here, and that was like I, that was amazing to me. Wow. So I was just like, I think I want to come back to this, even though that sounds crazy. But I, it doesn't sound crazy. Yeah, it I, I needed that just for myself. Like industry is cool, but it's industry. It's not home. One day you got something, right. one day you don't. Just okay. like the Chris Brown thing. So I'm like, I wanted both of them. You know, mm-hmm. I wanted my hand in and had my hand in the independent side. So you came on back to the I M. And, and you know, did. I think about, you know, just listening to what you were saying about Miami. I did not know mm-hmm. <laughs> you you didn't see a lot of black owned anything no, in Miami. The Jewish people are running things. And, you know, when you think about art, art basil, mm-hmm. you know, that that kicks off in Miami. Yep. For how long now? Oh, it's been a while. It's been going on for a long yeah, time. Yeah, years. I, I probably over ten years. I would think. Have you ever participated in it? I have. Um, mm-hmm. my first short film, Brown Ballerina. I showed at Art Brown Basel. Ballerina. Yeah, we didn't talk about that. But tell um, me about Brown Ballerina. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, Brown Ballerina. I actually did this. This was probably 2015. So this was in between, right before I came to Memphis. Um. It was about my sister. She was the inspiration for it. My sister was classically trained ballerina her whole wow. life. Um, right now, she's doing a lot of Broadway stuff, a lot of musicals. She mm-hmm. has one coming up, actually, that I'm going home for really? to see. She's a choreographer at Miami Day. She does a lot of different stuff. So she was the inspiration behind it. And um, for my first film, I was like, of course, it has to be black. It has to be female. <laughs> yes. And I feel like that would be something that was sophisticated enough and something different enough to, like, set the tone for the rest of my work. Mm-hmm. So at that time, people were like, man, out of all the films you wrote, you want to do a brown ballerina? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how people going to rock with this. But crazy enough, when I released it, that's when the whole Misty Copeland thing came out mm-hmm. and social media started taking to ballerinas. So it was it was crazy how it happened. Yes. It exploded. We was on Mashable and Afropunk and Huffington wow. Post. Like the film went everywhere and it was it was crazy. I actually deleted my Instagram it was just at too one crazy. point because it just I, I wasn't ready. And that's mm-hmm. enough. Like you did have to be ready you? for that success. It did scare me because Sometimes I can be very vain. I felt like people were more interested in me versus like the project. And people wanted Mm -hmm. me to do like hair deals and this and that. Mm -hmm. And they wanted to kind of like, um, I had some producers that kind of took advantage of the situation Mm -hmm. who were helping me market it. And I just, you know, on the back end money, we did like a whole tour. We did a whole eight city tour, um, that I cooked up because I'm like, all right, if we're going to get it out, let's just do it ourselves. Yeah. And then we got selected to Toronto Shorts, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. That really, like, helped me out a lot. So, and it made me feel incredible as a filmmaker. I know honestly. it did. Yeah. So that wow. was cool. But I definitely um, 
was not prepared all that went into it like mm. as far as the monetary and mm-hmm. you know making sure everything's taken care of on the back end and the marketing have to pay for this and the flight you know it was, it was so much yeah. and everybody hitting you up wanting to do an interview and this mm-hmm. i was just like this is just so much <laughs> too much <laughs> but i i appreciate that experience so mm-hmm. much it taught me so many things like mm-hmm. and so. that is something that you created brown yes. ballerina and it's still going Wow, we still, still we still have screenings like on a regular basis. We what? actually had a school um, in London wow. that showed it for Black History Month, and they showed it for like their Christmas program. Mm-hmm. We've it's everywhere. So, is the film is it you documenting your sister and her um, role as a ballerina to is a certain the- extent? It's a written short film. It's not a documentary. Um, it's scripted, but mm-hmm. it's kind of like. A musical in a sense mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's very like it um yeah it's very it's like a lot of poetry and her kind of like going through her experience with music and mm-hmm. different flashbacks and poetry back in it did you have a screening in memphis i did <sighs> this was this was a long time ago it was like november of 16 okay. i think i did which was around okay. the same time it's like it's my wow. first time going to life so yeah. so yeah that was my first um screening here and then I screened it again, and um, I want to say I did a collaboration with Indie Memphis okay. in 18. So they screened it at Collage Dance, black-owned okay. ballet. Uh, yes. Shout-outs to Collage. I love them. <laughs> um, and and shout-outs to them, actually. They're about to be the biggest black um, ballet company really? in America in the southern region. That is awesome. Here yeah. in the M. Here in the M in Memphis. That see? is awesome. And they said I shouldn't be here. No, you should. <laughs> you are right where you need to be yeah. in the cow. You know, so many creatives have gravitated towards you and yeah. you've created your own. Mm-hmm. Tell me about Crown Me Royal Productions. Uh, Crown Me Royal, my baby. Um, I really wanted it to make it about just independent artists. You know, um, I feel like there's, especially musicians here, they play for some of everybody. Yes, they do. And some of the dopest singers mm-hmm. and just, oh my God, y'all are dope. Shout out to y'all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but hearing, hearing their music and doing music videos and, you know, recaps of their shows, they've inspired me more than anything. Mm-hmm. So Crammy World is based around independent um, artists and doing content for artists and entrepreneurs. Wow. Yes, specifically. Specifically. And yes. you're right. Memphis is like a hub for mm-hmm. music, musicians. Yes. Like yes. I met so many. So many. So many. <laughs> it's like everybody. Is we have so much talent here. It it's is. amazing. It is. Even in other genres like actors and poets. Like, mm-hmm. man, I do some of it in Miami too, but most of it has become Memphis for sure. Wow. So mm-hmm. I'm glad you're here in Memphis and mm-hmm. you are focusing on editing. Yes. On a full time basis. Yeah. Now tell me about some of maybe the faux pas you've getting into with ah. editing. You know, because even myself with editing on just, you know, a podcast production level, mm-hmm. sometimes there have been times where I thought I lost Ooh, my files. My I mean, but for dropped. you, you know, you have these major <laughs> clients mm-hmm. and things of that nature, uh, deadlines to meet. Have mm-hmm. you ever had like a faux pas? I have. With editing. <laughs> I have. Um, man, it was. <laughs> it was bad. It, well, well, independently, I've had one. Professionally, there was one hiccup where we missed. Um, it was something for Converse, mm. and it was like a slate, like a slated commercial time that it had to be out, and mm. we missed it. Oh, and how that did y'all was miss like, it? I I don't. That was something really. I feel like was on the producers' end, but um, one of my my AE, which is an assistant editor, their computer crashed. Mm. like crashed and it was such a last minute project and we was trying to get it out it was for a live show too so we ended up like Ooh. missing Ooh. like the screen it so i'm sure like you know about that world the back end <laughs> with the time and the slate and you missed that and you got to pay this the, the pen i was like oh, okay all right yeah. but um independently well actually in college my college drive now i don't you know not paying attention they always say back it up but i never backed up anything and i had every single thing i've ever done in college on one drive 
and it crashed. Ooh. This was a month before graduation at that. No. What did you do? Yes. I had some projects like on my computer at school. So I had to piece it together. I lost so much stuff. So that was tears. And then I lost like a wedding. A whole wedding before you eat it. Ooh. Yeah, that was one thing. What I, did the bride and groom say? They hate me ah! pretty much. Um, <laughs> which is ah! like I'm weird with weddings. I I don't even do it. Like, don't. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. To, no unless it's like, for a no, wedding. I'm sorry, y'all. And people inquire a lot about weddings, and that's a whole nother like feel. Mm-hmm. I know uh, some amazing videographers mm-hmm. and photographers who are like world renowned and do celebrities' weddings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's not my thing. It's not your thing. What's it's, your thing, Chastity? I love I love music videos. I love commercials. Mm-hmm. I love promos and just like like advertising is my niche. Mm-hmm. I can make something look hot and bad. Yes. And you want to come like that's my thing. I love it. So that's like my favorite things to do. Wow. Sure. Where do you want to take Crown Me Royal? What is the long term here? Mm, good question. <laughs> um I do want to keep it independent. Um, but I would love to, of course, make it kind of like a post. I want to make part of it like a post-production company, mm-hmm. like just editing. Yeah. Um, and I don't think, I don't even know if there's like a black production, like a black post-production company. Any. So I would love to be like a black-owned female ram post-production company Mm -hmm. but i would still make it full production like i would love to do more short films under my Mm -hmm. own company and still doing like a lot of music videos and Mm -hmm. um some maybe higher end commercials and campaigns and stuff like that but i definitely want to keep it independent in -hmm. that lane that sounds good and Mm -hmm. and then you know do you ever go and speak to kids about what you do Yes, and I and I actually would love to do it more. I've done some stuff with Indy Memphis mm-hmm. more than anything. I just talked to some kids at Crosstown. Mm-hmm. But I'm always looking for people to be like, come if you want me to talk to kids because yeah. that's how I started. Somebody, you know, yeah. showed me when I was 15. And I was like, this is what I want to do. Good. I'm so. Right. And it was, you know, a black man. I'm like, I've never seen this before because you go to a basketball game and it's, you know, all older kind of mm-hmm. white. So to see him, it was like. Oh my gosh, you do this? Like that's cool. So as many opportunities as I can, please hit me up. Hit I will her come up. to your she school after school programs. They can come to yes. you know my studio. Like please, because I, I know you that. mentioned that like um, you've recently just started working with a female producer, like the first time in your life. Yes, and that's so different from mm-hmm. what you're usually used to. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. Yes. That. It's so it's just us women are not in this field like we need to be. No, we're not. And and I I love I, I'm 50 50 with me, too. But I love mm-hmm. what they're trying to do with production. But my only thing is, like, let's not just pay attention to the acting and the directing. Let's yeah. show people that there are so many other different jobs. There's editing. There's audio engineering. There's camera and lighting. There's mm. so there's grip and electric. There's people who do set design, costume design. Now, that's mm-hmm. a big thing. Um, so just just production design like there's so many different yeah. jobs so hire women to do everything because we can't everything. do everything yes. we women so. yes <laughs> so you know we the biggest multitaskers yes, out there exactly the details exactly the details. the details wow now you know what chastity the coronavirus has hit us hard <laughs> it is yes. running rapid yes has it affected your industry It definitely has. um, There are definitely some shoots and some stuff that's been canceled and been pushed back. But there is also some that have been escalated (laughs) because it's a little cheaper on the flights to, you know, get some stuff done. So they're Mm -hmm. like, all right, well, let's move this up to this weekend. I'm like, well, okay, let me check real quick. Right. Let me look at my calendar. All right. Let me look at my calendar. But um, so it's kind of 50 50 uh, with me. But. I will say a lot of my friends are getting hit. I definitely thought about you. I'm sorry. Yes. Because I also have a lot of friends that are banking on, you know, a lot of different opportunities with Coachella, with South by Southwest, with film festivals. Did you see what they said about Coachella? Like they want to push it back to October, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Right. October. And I'm like, man, that's, it's just, that's money. You know what I'm saying? That's a gig loss for so many people that I know and exposure loss. So... Networking opportunities lost. Opportunities lost. So, man, I'm... 
You know Shout what? Shout out to y'all. Girl, <laughs> they are so like sorry. wanting or there's been some rumblings of virtual experiences. Yeah. But not virtual the same. experience. You know, we get enough of that with social media and our yes, phones. Yes, we do. It's, it's nothing like being in a room and like being able to touch and feel those yes. artists and, you know, taste makers. Yeah. <laughs> and it's different when you meet somebody in person too. Right. Really seeing their personality. Energy. Like, energy. That's a real thing yes. who doesn't want to like be at a big thing like that Ugh. I don't want to virtually do that <laughs> wow well at it's least like, it has somewhat worked out yeah. for, to the advantage mm-hmm. for you it's working so out. I hope it keeps working out that I way man I hope so because they really trying to boost this thing up Ooh. like it's a I mean I'm sure it's serious um but I have my own did you, you know, see? Did suspicions. you see the? Okay. Did you see the? Uh, the Memphis. Why we trending? Oh my god! Yes. Now, would Chastity Jade have edited that TV news film to be displayed on the news? Like I that? would. I would not have done it like that. But I know why they do that. Why they, they do did that? that they did that intentionally, and that's why I don't to work. To make it. Memphis look bad. Not to make Memphis look bad, but I have my home beef with news because they select certain people for a reason. They select certain shots for a reason. Mm-hmm. And just the way, you know, they have the guy spray, spraying and the was Latino. The yes, that is a thing. Yeah. So. And then you got the black lady. The black lady, you she know, with the attitude. And about, then, I, I wish my baby would, you know, like. about 50 times. <laughs> exactly. And they let her keep repeating. So it's a, I, I hate that. Mm-hmm. I hate that. And news yeah. news is good for that. And what I hated was, okay, Memphis was trending for that. I hated to see celebrities reposting it. Yes, like my it can... idol, one of my idols, Jamel Hill, posted mm-hmm. it on her Instagram and yeah. said Memphis going to be Memphis. What? Dang, I really? Like I didn't see that. Yes. Like oh, we're a big gosh. joke. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that's why... I would never do that. You know, right. I'm, I'm, and even with the whole Gail King situation, like how they just mm-hmm. released that clip, like news and journalists, it can be so conniving did in you a feel, way. Did you feel for Gail then? Did you understand I, where I she did, was coming from? I did feel for her, but at the same time, nah, you know, I, I mm-hmm. did. I just feel like that was inappropriate. And when people die, you know, even with Michael Jackson or whatever, like, mm-hmm. why? It's just not the time and the place for yeah. it for something like that. I get why they do it. It's newsworthy. It's this, mm-hmm. but that's that's why it's just like news and mm-hmm. ju- it's not my. It's not the field for me. Okay, but so I that's think, the news side. You're yeah, on the creative side, yes, so amen. you can do amen. what you want to do. Amen. It's still some politics involved, you know, but okay. not to that extent. Okay, not at all. What what them politics looking like on the creative end? Um. I think that goes back to our conversation with like the whole women thing, you know, mm-hmm. just who, you know, being in the yeah. right circles is definitely a chain of command. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't dealt with too much as far as like race, but I definitely have dealt with like ageism. If yeah. that's a, a real word, it is definitely a real word, <laughs> but definitely walking into the room and they're like, who is this little, especially when I was younger, like mm-hmm. this, the editor, like, I don't know. She don't, and she don't look like she'll, you know, I'm like, I don't look like, like what is, what yeah. is I'm supposed to look like? Am I supposed to be old and ugly or like, what my, should I look more masculine? Like mm. what's the, what's the problem? So, um, definitely in that way, they're very like that whole chain of command is a real thing mm. and trying to get respect because you haven't been doing it for 30 years. It's like, well, where am I supposed to start? Jesus, but wow. they, you know, I guess it's, you know, job security. I've been mm. doing this and da, da, da. So that that's when my politics try to play into part like getting certain gigs and sometimes I would just send my real like not have my name you know or anything on it so they'll just see the work and Mm -hmm. hire me off that and not even know that what I Mm -hmm. look like who I am my age ain't that something it's crazy wow well I'm glad you still pushing through this thing and being your creative (laughs) self Mm -hmm. you know and all of your glory gotta be now what's (laughs) next for crown me royal I know you got something cooking up this weekend I do I do I have a very little intimate private screening for uh shout out to Ty Phillips again Mm -hmm. uh kind of somebody who really helped me out in my career he put together like a mini doc which is weird for me to even say why (laughs) um 
I don't know. I I mean, I know it's nice to be in the front and mm-hmm. I put myself in the front for branding reasons, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't necessarily like being in the front like that. Oh, so this is all so, about you. Yeah. This is a doc with you as the star. Yes, it's me as a star. And okay. I'm literally like talking about and showing a whole bunch of old projects. It's like a 20 minute documentary that he done uh, edited and put together. Shout this, out to Ty. Yes. This old interview, me and my boy Dominic, shout out to Dominic, another ambassador in my career, mm-hmm. my go-to, my right hand um, that they put together. Curating and the culture. Yes. That's and you. it's Yes. Mm. And this is backed by Airbnb, so it's going to be at a nice little fancy Airbnb downtown. About wow. 30 people. You can buy tickets um, actually at CrimeRelapse.com. And um, it'll be a cool little event. But wow. I'm actually, and I, this is the first time I'm going to say this out loud. Okay. So this, this between us. I'm, I'm putting it out there. I'm, I'm verbally affected. <laughs> I want to do a film festival. Yes, you should. Yes. I'm working on doing a film festival, Black wow. Film Festival here in Memphis. Let's so, get it popping. If yes. you need any help from me, yes, let me know. I sure will. Come that would be awesome. Hello. <laughs> yes, black uh, for uh, black women and queer filmmakers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, what does it take to get that together? A lot. Okay, I could imagine. <laughs> a I lot. Imagine. Working on sponsorships, reaching out to you know, a few celebrities, you know, just to mm-hmm. make it uh, credible. Um, reaching out to. Just a lot of different people to mm-hmm. make it happen. I want to partner with Hattie Lou. So I yes. just reached out to them. Hopefully we can lock that in by What's the end up, of the Hattie month. What's up, Hattie Lou? Yes. Elizabeth Baines over there. <laughs> What's up, Liz? Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> she definitely been helping me out. Um, also, the collective. Shouts to collective. Yes. They've been my livelihood for a lot of events I've been yeah. doing. So between them two, we're going to get it popping. You're going to get it popping. Yeah. Yes, by summer and the fall. But of 2021 2020 2020 this are we around year. the corner yes yes okay i'm trying to okay. do it now let me know if you yes. need anything chastity i sure will you know I sure what will. i mean having to talk to you to this extent <laughs> i definitely appreciate you being here today Thank because you for like i said me. we this is women's history month mm-hmm. and there are not a lot of women that are like you that do what you do yes. and have stayed in the trenches mm-hmm. to be successful. Yes. And you, you deal with to. a lot of shit from me, and I already know. Yeah, I, I already know. Ooh, girl, how much time we got? Girl, <laughs> yeah, I already know. So that, I mean, is amazing, mm-hmm. and it's an honor in itself. So kudos yes. to you, Chastity you. Jade. I and thank you it. for coming. Please tell the verbally effective audience um, how they can find out more about Chastity Jade and how they can get in touch with you. Well, definitely hit me up on my Instagram at CrownMeRoyalXO. And you can follow my business page at CrownMeRoyalLabs. But more than anything, check out my website. That's where yes. you can find anything. All of my reels, my it's bio. Too, y'all. You can it's hit popping. me up. Yes, yeah, some photography. It's a lot of different yes. things on there. And it's www.CrownMeRoyalLabs.com. That's right, verbally effective audience. Please do me this favor and check out CrownMeRoyalLabs.com. Also, check in with Chastity Jade for the big Black Film Festival coming 2020. It's for Black women and Black queer, so check it out. My guest for episode 111-111, Chastity Jade, writer, editor, director, and she is going to be the creator of the new Film Festival in Memphis <laughs> for yes. women and queer. Yes. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. We're going to make it happen. Hey. <laughs>